Uduwasha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha city they dwell. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin, a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Chitichpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, Bundavest, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhantu, the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepath, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds. Al, would you like to go first? Introduce yourself, tell us something about you and your character. So I'm Zohab, uh, also known as Clow. Yeah, I'll be play- I'm playing Miras Chakraborty. He's a very typical kind of like a South Asian guy who went away abroad to study engineering and then came back home. Except um, he came back home to start to take over the family cult, even though he doesn't want to do that at all. Emma, would you like to go next? Sure. I am Emma. I am playing Joan, who is a bit of a newcomer to the city and to the faith as well. Uh, she used to be a railjack, but she is now retired to become a student at the temple. Uh, Prince? I'm Prince. Uh, I play Vickers, Miraz's wife, who is uh, a roofball enthusiast and a, well, countess from uh, uh, the Shattered Isles. She uh, married for love and continues the noble sport of roofball in the city, which uh, is uh, basically rugby on rooftops with uh, a lot of hilarious violence. Incredible. Uh, and lastly, should I call you Soap? I think, I think Soap is as, as, as good as we're going to get. Lastly, Soap. Yes, Soap's fine. Yeah, so uh, I'm Adiad, or Soap, uh, on this podcast. I am playing... Abbas Chakraborty, uh, Miraz's uncle. Abbas is essentially like an ex-spy for, uh, uh, I guess, an Islamic religious scholar uh, living in Uduwasha. He is um, extremely uh, like uh, nationalistic and anti-accuracy and anti-noble um, uh, demon houses. Um, Though he doesn't do much about that nowadays, except complain about it, it can be found for the most part just hanging around in the temple and uh, reading books and giving Miraz a hard time. And I, my name is Samitri. Um, mostly, I am referred to as Tree, uh, as that is how most people on this podcast met me. I'm running this game, and I hope that every single person you hear me play sounds. At least like someone you would like to have a conversation with.
ending of the last session, just to have a quick recap, was um, a scene where we saw the two refugees who had turned up at the ceaseless temple seeking sanctuary under absolutely false pretenses, Ed, and then taken off to one of the guest rooms so that uh, they can rest. Um, these are the two people who call themselves royal, who knows whether they're really royal or not. Their names were uh, Maud Catherine Adian and Alicia Johannes Sophie. Um, and their story was that because they were part of the Scovlander royal family, they were hounded both by the Imperials and by independence activists trying to rope them in and they just wanted to get out. And somehow they found themselves uh, at the mercy of the Ceaseless Temple. Uh, once they arrived, uh, they met the crew and uh, Catherine uh, made a very strong connection with Joan, the resident railjack, and hopes that Joan can do something for her and her sibling. I guess the scene that we're setting here is perhaps the next morning. So the temple is sort of bustling. Um, pilgrims, probably some of them do arrive quite early before they go out for work. The huge mirror that provides light to most of Uduwasha during the quote-unquote day uh, is not quite out yet, but I think you can see the first beginnings of it like in the distance being hoisted up. And as these pilgrims are coming in, um, why don't each of you tell me where you are at this moment, or even if you're awake? I think I'll start. I think Mira's Chakraborty is an early riser. Um, he wakes up early, um, makes himself a very strong cup of coffee, and then he kind of like uh, drinks it um, as he, as you know, it's still really nice and cool outside. He sits on the veranda. And he reads some sort of like, hmm, probably he's reading some great classic work of accuracy literature. He's probably reading the Dostoevsky of the world. Um, and he's like kind of nodding, nodding along, enjoying the book, uh, finishes his coffee, does his morning exercises, um, eventually has to use a broom to fight off a monkey that is trying to sneak into the veranda to kind of steal his uh, breakfast. And yeah, so I think the camera kind of like uh, finds him uh, kind of swearing as he has forgotten all the principles of monkey combat during his time in Duswell. And yeah, that's how we see him. And uh, that is where we will see Vickers, who is, I have decided now, not an early riser. So as Miras is fighting off the monkey with a broom, we will see Vickers stumble out still in her nightgown, like sleep in her eyes, uh, really like out of it. Uh, like still half sleep, and then she sees Miras fighting a monkey, and she will grab it with one hand and throw it off the balcony in one <laughs> fell swoop, and uh, sit down. Yeah, the monkey I think yelps in surprise because uh, there is a certain kind of monkey in Uduasha that is used to being, you know, should we say, not exactly respected, but certainly not, you know, being picked up and thrown. Uh, and this is this is one of that population, and I think it's it's like very indignant. It also <laughs> can do nothing against you. Be clear. Uh, yes. So we see Vickers like act with lightning speed to hurl away the monkey, and then stumble to the chair opposite Miras, 
and sink down on it and go, Is there coffee, darling? Miras kind of looks at the dregs on the butt on the cup and says, I'll just make you some more. See, you dealt with that situation quite handily, didn't you? Just have to be a bit careful with uh, these monkeys sometimes. They can be quite loud and when they complain and tend to come back with friends. Vickers blinks against Miras's face, sleeping as there was a monkey? <laughs> I'll just get you that coffee. Thank you, darling. Thank you. What are Abbas and Joan up to? Uh, I think Abbas has not slept at all. So, because, um, yes, at the end of the last session, Abbas heard the, the death rattle, and that has him really shaken up. I think he's been uh, sitting at his desk in his room, he, um, just reading. Uh, like, he's got all these... Uh, books spread out before him he's like desperately looking for references to the death rattle and you know what could have brought this upon him and at such a time as well right he's got this kind of uh he's got huge bags under his eyes and and his eyes are uh, strained and dry from having to uh read from candlelight um yeah. i think then abbas will look to go to the only other person that he knows is like up to speed with the spiritual aspect of the cult, and that's Joan. So I guess uh, what's Joan doing at this time? How how would Abbas go and find her? Joan is uh, fetching water, and I think there might be a well, perhaps a cistern outside. Um, <clears throat> she is uh, getting water specifically for our guests who uh, might want a bath of sorts. So she like kind of gets it into pictures and like adds a towel to the uh to the rim of the picture uh like as a kind of like neat neat uh morning thing to bring them a, a gift a uh, a welcome a welcoming gesture are there any um native herbs or scents that you might be using that you might be adding to this water yeah, that seems really reasonable. Uh, probably, probably a herb that actually has kind of soap-like uh, qualities. So it's yeah. kind of a greasy, or not a grease, like an alkaline uh, stuff. Yeah, um, I think there is a moment where she she like stares into the water and um, kind of reflects on how last night she was perhaps a bit too fast to <clears throat> want to be rid of these refugees. And really? she's startled out of her reverie by a monkey that hits the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> um, the monkey scampers away, yowling, um, either in anger or in fear. I don't think it's necessarily clear to you. And I think that when you look up, you can hear the conversation, not a, you, maybe you cannot make out the exact speech, but suddenly you can hear the tones of Vickers and, and Miraz uh, above you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think like you find her um, taking water to the guest room. Um, I think you find the guests uh, are completely passed out. I don't think they notice you entering. 
Um, and I think, Joan, you know that this probably means either they, that they are so tired that they're unable to pay attention to their surroundings or that they trust you so much that they think they don't need to. Okay, um, I think Abbas, uh, when he finds uh, Joan, he'll just, you know, go, uh, just call her over like, Pfft. Joan, come here. She'll glance at the, uh, at the guests and then like kind of tiptoe out of the room and close it and uh, quietly close the door. Yeah, Abbas looks left and right with his uh, with shifty eyes and you know goes quietly tells John, "You heard it, right? Did you hear it last night? Did I hear it? You did um, the death rattle. The death rattle. You didn't hear it. Sorry, I don't know what you are talking about. Yeah, it's even worse than Abbas thought because that means the death rattle was for him alone. Yep, yep, yep. It's not, okay." Look, Joan, you're the you're the only one I can trust with. I can tell the, uh, this about, uh, but and, and don't tell anyone else. But something very bad has happened. Remember last night you were saying that a great danger is coming. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, I think it is coming for me, Joan. I think it is Are coming you? soon. I need I need you to talk with the serpent again. I don't know why, but he has a fondness for you. That he doesn't have, for, and Abbas kind of cuts himself off because he's about to say that he doesn't, doesn't, the snake doesn't have a fondness for him, and that you know he, he doesn't want to ad- admit to that. I'll just say, Joan, please, I need you to talk. I need you to talk with the serpent. I don't understand what's going on. But what what did actually happen? You you heard a rattle. I didn't hear a rattle. I heard the rattle. Talk to the snake. He'll understand what you mean. She'll like like take a bit of a step back. Um, it may be clear on her face that it's it's she's not been here long enough to understand exactly what you mean. But she'll she'll definitely uh, she definitely looks like oh oh yeah sure I, I I guess I'll go talk to him. And I'm about to like just uh, he's trembling. He's gone. He's biting his nails. He's like the death rattle, the death rattle, the death rattle. I can't yeah I can't believe this is happening. Um, actually, you know, uh, I think with Joan gone, Abbas is gonna go back to his room. He's gonna desperately leaf through his notes on the death rattle and try to find out just like anything to uh, like any kind of lead to let him know what 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 to do. So, yeah, I think um, as you walk back to your room, you spot your brother Miraz's father. Zajidan. And I think Zajidan is also an early riser, but he tends um, to wake in the morning and do his personal exercises in his own room um, and only come out once he is kind of refreshed. Uh, you know, he brings in his own water, he takes a bath and then he comes out, right? So he's like, he's looking fresh and ready to like tackle the world. Uh, so when he sees you, haggard, um, having not slept, unkempt, he says, um, are you okay? What is, what is going on? Um, have you slept at all? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Well, what, what does Abbas call? I'm just, uh, you know what? Maybe he just calls him Paya, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, makes uh, sense. Yeah. sounds pretty flesh, but yeah, for brother. Oh, uh, Paya, I didn't, I didn't 
know you are up. Uh, what are you doing up so so uh, so early? Or yeah, you need to look after your health. Us, I'm up early every day. What are you doing up so late? You haven't even slept, have you? Yeah, I, I just, just, I'm just, just doing my research, Prabhaya. Don't, don't worry about it. Funny that one of these people is canonically dying. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, and he's not the one who looks like it. <laughs> no, he's absolutely not. He looks. In fact, I think the fact that he's dying has kind of given him like a joy de vivre, right? Like he's like, nope, I'm gonna enjoy every moment I have left. Um, I think I'm he gonna looks... have Abbas. Like, oh, sorry, huh? I, I know, like I said, that Abbas and his uh, older brother have their disagreements, but I think Abbas also dotes on him, like because yeah. it, it is his older brother. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Zajidan looks at Abbas uh, and says, um, you know, I bet Miraz and uh, Vickers are already up. Let's just, just come with me. You can have some coffee. And then you can, you can see him thinking in his head, maybe if he leaves the room and meets other people, he'll calm down and then I can, you know, make him relax. Abbas, I think he um, looks at down the corridor towards his own room. He's kind of like caught in between like his uh, fear, but also uh, being unable to really refuse. You know, yeah, how do you like, say uh, no to your older brother, his... you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you say no like, like, uh, I think he just goes up. I, I, I just have, I'll, I'll, I'll be there shortly. I, I just have a, 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 a small note to make. Um, I... I think and he you know, suddenly he, he's looking at the floor. He's looking at the floor. He's rubbing the floor with his uh, toe awkwardly. He's like, I, I, I just need. I'll be there shortly, Bhaiya. I, I, I just gotta do something. Yeah, I think um, he looks at you in a way that he's looked at you your entire life, um, <laughs> and it is uh, like concern and mild frustration kind of wrapped into one. Right? And he then says. Fine. If you're not down in another half an hour, I will send Vickers up to you, and you won't enjoy that. Uh, yeah, of, of, of course, of course. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be there soon. And I think, yeah, Abbas uh, just uh, legs it. He's only got half an hour to complete, like whatever uh, work that he had put off. Yeah, I think uh, just gonna look for any any reference at all to the death rattle and what it could mean. Yeah, so... why don't you just, oh, I wonder, okay, I think you're in a controlled position. I don't think you're risk-free because you have heard the death rattle, right? So, like, yes. the researching the death rattle more may have some uh, consequence. Um, because you're not just going up to the snake or whatever, right? Like, you're getting other people to do this for you and so on. I think you're in a controlled position and you'll have, like, standard effect. You can absolutely do this. Right? Um, sure, yeah. Uh, so, study, control, standard. Um, I guess what what I'm what the thinking here is like you know to save time. I'm sending Joan to do something while I'm doing something else. Right, we're yeah, parallelizing yeah. the process. Okay, yes, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Okay. okay. I All think right. that the consequence here is not actually another tick on the clock. I think the consequence here is that your brother definitely knows something is up. Like hmm. until now, it was like, oh, you know, sometimes like Abbas just has. Uh, these days where he goes off into like a reading fugue um, and then it's fine. But I think in this case, it's a bit like, oh, that's definitely something up. Like I can't, I have to like look into this, right? 
right. uh, but I think you do find some reference uh, to this death rattle um, in kind of like a like a journal of like a previous like keeper of the temple, and I think the reference basically says um, that when she heard the rattle, it was a sign from her god that she was doing something or she was not doing something that the god approved of. And then, like, as you read on, you find out that, like, she definitely found a way to solve the problem and she definitely found a way to, like, appease her god. But it seems like the kind of thing you should definitely take very seriously, which is good because you are. And uh, Zajidan heads to uh, the veranda as well, uh, where he finds, uh, I guess, Miraz and Vickers. Um, and as he appears, I think there's a moment where we see the camera sees him, and he's got a look of like affection on his face as he sees his son and his daughter-in-law in like a domestic like situation, right? Where, just, where they're just like having this conversation not even necessarily like about anything important. They're just make, making small talk or whatever. But it is like a moment of genuine love between them. And he's kind of like looking at this like as a, as a proud father, um, relieved maybe that his son has found someone that he can spend his life with. I think when I see my dad there, uh, yeah, Mira's kind of just uh, stands up quickly in respect. And says, "Oh, father, I didn't realize you were up. Should you not be?" And he kind of like uh, falters a little bit and says, uh, "Should you not be taking it a little easier?" I've lived my entire life in this temple, and it is somewhat funny to me that you're going to tell me that I should take it easy. Whereas I think that I am perfectly capable of taking care of myself. Which I'm sure Vickers will agree with me, don't you, my dear? Goodness. Vickers has also stood up. And uh, she looks from her, her father-in-law to her husband, like, still kind of coming to her senses, because she's really not a morning person. And uh, says, I'm, I am perfectly sure you can take care of yourself to the, to the best of everyone's ability, but I would insist you sit down and have some coffee. It's good for you. Wait, I have the uh, medicines here somewhere. And she starts to rummage around for Abbas's prescribed uh, medical concoction that goes in the coffee. Yeah, I which think I'm like, sure he has some opinions on. Uh, I think like he he makes a face and he says, um, "No, it tastes the to- coffee tastes awful." And I think like for Zajidan, it's like he believes in it, but it's just that like he wishes he didn't have to like put it in his coffee. But for whatever reason, Abbas has decided this is how it must be taken, right? Yes, and Vickers is not about to be swayed. I will hear no argument about it. If you want to take care of yourself, you will take your medicines. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you, my dear. I, um, I, I look at my dad and uh, <laughs> kind of like mouth at him that I have your pills for afterwards. I think, yeah, I think he rolls his eyes. Um, and that same expression of like oh it's so nice to have the two of them around has immediately become yep yep this is this is exactly what it's like right and i think then he says so what's this about guests 
I noticed there were there were people in the guest room. I presume I was asleep when they came in. Well, father, uh, and then I think Mira's. He's been avoiding this a little bit or like trying to figure out how to approach it, but then he kind of just bursts out a little bit and says, Father, what is this? I don't understand. Uh, first, I'm brought over here to be the priest uh, taking over from you because that's what his majesty wants, his majesty the serpent. And now there's Scovlander refugees at our door, probably on the on the lamb from the from the imperial government here claiming some ancient right of shelter or, or something of the sort. And now Cousin Joan, and when he says cousin, you can hear the quotation marks. And now Cousin Joan is, well, everyone seems to be interested in giving them shelter. Uncle Abbas is all a flutter, like, though I don't know, he looks like he has indigestion now. I don't know what's going on with him. You should talk to him. And then he kind of just uh, looks at his dad of like, dad, fix this, you know? Yeah. Without actually saying those words, as yeah. I think Asmira says this, Dad, fix this. Vickers, oh, no, he doesn't actually say this, he just kind of like gives him a look uh -huh. of like, you know. yeah, of course. But yeah. as this happens, Vickers will rattle up with a tray full of medicinal coffee and very aggressively slam it down in front of the old man with an indication that he absolutely must drink it and then politely curtsy and kneel down in front of her father in law. Yeah, I think, um, I think he kind of like, uh, looks at the coffee, makes like like a face, and gulps down the first mug because he's like, okay, fine, if I can get this over with, then I can savor the second cup, right? Um, and then he looks at you and says, oh, get up, get up, don't... Is Abbas putting you up to this? I mean, you know I don't take this stuff seriously, right? Like, he thinks that, like, oh, you know, we got to respect and stuff. I, I just... with the rest of it. Come on, you're, you're practically my father. My honored father-in-law, and I wish to pay you respects. Now, you are very ill, and you will take your coffee and the respects that come with it, and I will hear nothing about it, sir. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, yeah, I think that is, um, I don't think he's really able to say anything to that, except he looks at his son and he goes, you should fix this. <laughs> like, what is going on here, right? Like, why, why is my daughter-in-law getting on with my brother about this, right? <laughs> I think then he says, listen, there is an ancient tradition of the Caesar's Temple to take in whoever asks for help. And it's not a tradition we've kept to recently, let's be honest. Uh, there are too, there's too many people who need it, and we don't have the resources. But if Abbas thinks that these people need the help, I'm not going to tell him that he's wrong. Who are they anyway? I mean, if they're just like two, I don't know, people off the street. And I, I don't see why we should, we should worry about them. Just uh, feed them, get them on their feet, maybe see if we can get them a job, and then uh, they can be out of our head. Cousin Joan was talking to them mostly in Scovlin, which I don't speak. Didn't really think I needed to. So I don't really know the details. They discussed it. They don't seem particularly important. It's true. And, you know, you can see him, like, mulling it over. But if they're coming all the way over here to seek shelter instead of, I don't know, somewhere in Akurus or somewhere else in Scovlin, perhaps it's something that could get us mixed up in something. And honestly, Father, I, you've been the head priest for, uh, for how, what, 50 years? I've been the head priest for less than a month, and I didn't really have anything to 
I, I did not prepare for this. This is in the life that I was preparing myself for. I don't really know what to do. You think you're the first head priest who's like turned up and not understood what to do? You know, when my father became head priest, it was because all four of his elder siblings died of the plague. Like he didn't expect it. And then he, he got on with the job and I'm sure you'll do a fine job of it. I'm sure you don't need my help. Of course, I'm here to give you the advice you need. But really what I'm worried about is your uncle, because I saw him earlier today and I don't think he's slept. Seems like he's, he's really worried about something. So unless that's the refugee problem, I will be much more concerned about that. Oh goodness, is his stomach giving him problems again? Should I go see him? You should probably go see him. It probably isn't the refugee problem. I don't think he cares enough about foreigners to be so concerned about their well-being. Just to stay up all night. I'm going to go, I suppose, talk to Cousin Joan. Ask her what the nature of her guests' crimes or whatever it is that they're escaping from. Ask about that. Very good. And you can see that he's getting up because you, you know, he doesn't want to go talk to Abbas and hear about his problems. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So Vickers uh, brushes her hands off on a towel and says, like, all right, I will go see to Uncle Abbas then. I shall be uh, back as soon as I know more about his constitution. I'm sure it's nothing serious, she says, and then go, starts to rifle through the medicine cabinet to bring every possible thing <laughs> yeah. that might help. Yeah. Um, and you can see that uh, Miraz is, he's going to get up, but he's like dawdling a little bit because I think he wants to have a quick word with uh, his father's Ajitan before, yeah, when in, they're in, just alone. In private, uh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So then Vickers will leave first. Yeah. And I think I'm going to look down at Zajidan. And yeah, you said that he looks pretty well. Like, you know, the more he's a morning person and so on. Yeah, I think it's not But we never he... really... Oh, no, go on. I was going to say, uh, we never really identified what it is that's wrong with him. Like, yeah. is it is it the big C? There's something else? I think that it is, unfortunately, one of the general problems of aging, which is that various... Parts of him are just breaking down, right? So, like, there's not very much food that he can keep down. Um, he is becoming less and less able to kind of, like, go on his own and be independent. Like, one of the reasons that I think he does his exercises on his own in his room is that he doesn't want anybody to see how unable he is to do those exercises, right? Um, and I think that, like, it's really rather than like, you know, some identifiable cancer or something like that. It's just that like, the older he gets, the more difficult his body is finding um, continuing to like function. And he knows that like, at some point he may fall and break his head. And at some point, you know, he's just not gonna be able to eat anything because his stomach won't be able to handle it. And then that'll be that. Yeah, so I think, Miraz kind of uh, squats in front of Zajidan and then he kind of like uh, looks at him and he quietly says, Baba, I am worried about you. Uh, and then he kind of looks at the, he, he looks at uh, Vicar's medicine cabinet right over there. I think like it's in view. Everyone's worried about you. We're all trying to do what we can, but we, we both know that there isn't much money left in the family since I went off to study. Now you are sick and, well, I don't think we have 
had good medical advice or even a proper diagnosis of you. I think we need some sort of proper accuracy doctor. We need to probably send you to the Imperial City. Ah, Raz, what does the temple teach us? The wheel turns, it turns forever, but not all of us stay on it. This is not a problem of the body, Miraz. I'm getting old. It's what happens to people. It's also true, but it's also true that, and then he kind of gestures at his clothes and so on. People are naked and then they get cold, but then they put clothes on, yes? Uh, they are sleepy in the morning. They drink some coffee, you know? We we do things, right? You have always taught me it is important to, you know, not just accept things as they are, but to seek education and, like, look into technology and science. I've lived my life on those principles while trying to, I suppose, stick to our traditions as well. But, Father, if we have the opportunity to seek some medical aid so that you can be with us longer, of course, you will always age, and I'm trying to come to terms with that. But we can help you. Why, why won't you let, let me try, you know? I am an old man. I'm an old man, Raz. I've been doing this 50 years. And if His Majesty demanded of me, I would do it 50 more. But he's given me the time to do what I think is important now. And what I think is important, not being poked and prodded, not, oh, you know, herbal concoction, this and incense path, that. And I don't think that either you or Vickers or Abbas is really going to be able to stop what is happening. Now, if I'm not going to stop you, son, as you say, if you feel that science can do something for me, then investigate it. But I wish you would spend the time instead learning the ways of the temple. I think Miraz is thinking about that. And I think obviously this is obviously the thing he should be doing, really. But yeah, that's not really going to be what he will probably be actually doing. And he kind of just uh, nods and says, well, Father, if, if that is what you wish. And yeah, he's going back to the kind of more clipped accuracy style Father again. Yeah. Uh, and then says, I suppose as my first priestly duty of the day, I will go ask Cousin Joan what is going on with our new guests. And I'm going to go off. And I think, yeah, this is going to be my thing, like I, my motivation for getting money. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I think to be clear here, I don't think it's the case that like even he is necessarily right that like oh that yeah. is just inevitable, right? Like I think this is how he has made peace with what is happening to him, rather than it being like the ultimate truth. I think he's still what probably seventy or something. Yeah, I think he's he's probably, he can live longer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like he's got another fifteen years in him um, if everything goes well. I think it's more that yeah, he's been doing this for a long time. His god or the avatar of his god has basically told him, you know, it's the son should take over. And he's taken that as a sign that like, okay, I guess I'm coming to an end now, which is totally fine. But that's his like kind of reasoning, right? And I think he's right in his way, like, you know, letting go. But yeah. I think Miras will try to yeah, do something absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'm interested in the scene between Joan and Miras, right? Um, Joan... I think maybe by now your guests have kind of woken up and while the younger sibling is uh, 
you know, a bit surly and a bit like, you know, looking everywhere as if that, like they're quite suspicious about everything. Uh, the, the elder sister like trusts you. When she wakes up and she sees that there's, you know, water for a bath and like hope and all of this, I think she says in Skovic, um, I did not expect your kindness does me great shame. I, I cannot repay it in kind. She looks at her for just like a bit longer than you would expect it to take to form a response. I have to apologize to you. Yesterday I was a bit hasty, I think, to want to send you away. I, no, I, I understand. Uh, we are not easy friends. We likely have brought unwanted attention on, on a place that you, you, you seem quite safe and at home in. And I would not wish to take that away from anyone. I don't think you are, you two are the only one here today who feel the pressure from the revolution. But I came here to learn a different way of life. And I have been blind up, to, up until now to the fact that that way of life includes helping people like you. I think when you say that, um, the younger sibling, Johannes, they kind of snort. And, and they say, uh, no one helps us without having an ulterior motive. That's not how it works. I understand. If your temple needs something, I don't know what we could give you more than we already have. I was hoping that that book would, I don't know what it would mean. I, I was hoping it would mean something. But, sister, do we really have no other option than to fall at the feet of those who would not otherwise help? The mention of the book makes her, like, perk up a little bit. Yes, the book, speaking of which I should... I don't know what the book means any more than you, but it certainly seems to have caused some concern in uncle. I, I, I should go see what's going on. She looks, she calms down for a moment, looks at the younger sibling, perhaps with a bit of a judgy, judgmental look. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your bath. <laughs> uh, I think as you leave, you hear, you hear Catherine say to Johannes, um, need to be more polite to people helping us. You've been like this all trip. And like, she's just berating them, right? Uh, in the way that like an elder sibling does. And I think this also signals a bit to you how safe she feels because it's not something she's really been able to indulge in in this way in a long time, right? And then you encounter Miraz uh, approaching the door and then you kind of like, uh, yeah, you see him standing outside. And then he kind of gives a smile at the bickering noises, even as the door is closed. And he says, well, suppose family is the same regardless, yes? They're not unfamiliar sounds. Not at all. Would you walk with me, Cousin John? Of course. What's the matter? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think we're heading down towards... I don't actually know where we're going. Uh, we're just walking, right? Um, and I think Mira says... I have to apologize, I suppose. And and you will note that he is apologizing to you and not to the guests. But he says, I have to apologize yesterday for my reaction, my outburst, I suppose, at the thought of sheltering. And then he kind of gestures back towards the corridor at the, at the door. 
I've been, uh, as you know, and you know, it's the conversation is a little awkward because, like, I don't, this is probably the first proper conversation the two of you ever had. Or uh, it may well, it might, it it has the potential to be the first proper conversation. We've just started. Maybe it won't be. Uh, and he says, as you know, I have been in Duskwell for the past four years, and things there are a little bit different when it comes to the attitude towards, well, not not Scovlanders as a whole, but revol- the revolution and so on, and the politics of it, it's very tricky. And I thought I have, if I was coming in to, coming back home to Uduashad, I would be quite distant from it all. I was surprised, of course, to find that in the years since I left, there have been many, many refugees from Scotland here as well in our city. But I thought that we would be quite separated from any sort of problem with them, with their politics and so on. And when I see Scovlanders coming in, Scovlanders coming into our temple seeking refuge, I can't help but think that if they need refuge, then this is almost certainly something that we cannot be afford to be mixed up in. Do you... And then he kind of like looks at you and says, is this, is this all right? Uh, do you... Do you think my views are offensive? And then he's kind of like giving you this look of like, I'm not racist, right? This is this is reasonable. <laughs> I think we all reacted a bit strongly when they came in. It's the 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 revolution is not a thing without contention in Scotland either. It's good to hear it. Good to hear it. And he kind of nods because he. Regardless of what you mean by it, he kind of thinks, oh, okay, so some of them are still good imperial subjects. Very good. Excellent. Uh, and then it just nods. Good. It is, it's It's. good to get a sense of like where you stand on the matter. By the way, you were speaking to them quite a bit last night, and they seem to take to you. Who are they exactly? Why do they need our help? Have they told you? She seems to consider for a moment. How much did you catch, she asks, of the conversation? Well, here's the thing, and he kind of scratches his head a little bit. I speak Hadrati and I speak Akurusi, both of which, it is said, derive from Scovland, the Scovland language, but no, I uh, couldn't make head or tail of it at all. I'm sorry. The classics were never my strong suit. You spent a lot of time in... In Akros, in, in Doskroll, so you must have heard of Ulf Ironborg. Yes. Uh, is he real? claims to be a king. Oh, I, I'm, I wasn't even sure if he was real or not. People say all sorts of things about about the Scotland ghetto. I just thought he was some sort of urban legend. Well, I, I can't say I personally know him, but I know that he claims to be, to have some sort of ancient rights to the throne of Scotland. It sounds like the from the kinds of stories I heard about this man, that seems well within the genre, yes. Our How guests... is this relevant to them? And like, he looks worried. <laughs> she was going to say something. His worry like makes her hesitate for a moment. Our guests are thought to have such a right as well or exclusively. I don't know the details. I just know that the revolutionaries think that they are royals and that they want to use them. He kind of just stops in his tracks. And then he kind of just turns to look at John. And then he says, 
the what the fuck now? Yes. This is why my initial plan of bringing, uh, bringing them to Marin is not a good idea. Uh, we have pretenders to the Scovland throne in our, temp- in our guest room. I wouldn't say they're pretenders. I don't I hope think they're pretenders. They... I, I, I would not want... I, I think it becomes worse if they are... And then he kind of just looks around to... Like, you know, is he raising his voice too loud? Or, and then he says, it's, it's, I don't know what's worse, cla- actual claimants or pretenders. I, I, I don't I, think I, they yeah. want the claim, is the issue. Uh, oh, dear. Uh, and then he was going to say something on the lines of, like, we have to get the fu- get them out of here. I want nothing to do with this. But then he just looks at Joan and, you know, recognizes that, you know, as a Scotlander, she probably has some feelings about this and just, Sighs and says, I will not pretend that I know what to do about this. I need to process all this very much. Uh, I don't know what I expected you to say, but this is far beyond the pale. How do you feel about this, cousin? I feel like this is a very dangerous thing that needs to be kept quiet. He breathes a sigh of relief. Ah, yes. Okay. Excellent. But I don't want them to be handed off to the revolution. Yeah, yes, that I agree with you. Yes, uh, I think that would be a very bad idea, especially if people knew that we did that. Yes, diverted from the, disconnected from the actual consequences it might have politically. I, I don't think it's fair to them. Yeah, he kind of like uh, gives this look of like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess if we care about them, yeah, I mean, sure, why not? Uh, but that. It's clearly not his concern, mm-hmm. primary concern. And then he just goes, I suppose they, if they were to stay here, then no one would it would have to be under the condition that no one ever finds out that they are here. I don't know if that is a sustainable situation. We have to, it seems to me, Cousin Joan, that they must be sent off on their way as soon as possible and sent off, I, I don't know where, where that would have to be. Oh dear. Maybe, think, maybe we, have, we have connections. A little bit, at least. We, I hope that we can find the place for them to hide properly and long term. Yeah, and then he kind of just perks up and says, "What about that uh, that fellow? Uh, what was his name? Morosim. He is uh, representing. He he has some connections, right? And out of character, Morosim is the uh, the hive guy. Excellent. Uh, right. This, so this is a bad idea, probably. The hive guy is in our hive contact. That's in. Yeah, that's on the shit list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. So, in many, in many respects, it's a bad idea. But like, this is probably the the most well connected criminal that Mira's personally knows. So that's what he's thinking. I I believe that he and his people, uh, whoever he represents, I don't know, they are good at smuggling. If they're good at smuggling, they must be good at being discreet, right? I I don't I can't say I know. Yes. And there's some doubt in his voice as he remembers that, you know, Morosim may not be the most professional smuggler he knows. Well, yes, Morosim is the most professional smuggler he knows, but Morosim may not be the most professional smuggler we can find. Yes, there might be something in this. Maybe we should ask the others as well. But there is another thing. The, the book they brought in. I Did you hear any sounds last night? No. That's, then- that's unclear, isn't it? Yeah, so I think like Mira's now, 
I think Miras is increasingly getting this like look of like, why am I in charge? I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. And then it just says a sound from the book. I admit, well, I was looking into it to see if there was a bomb in it. It clearly it was not. Um, then I lost interest. Uncle said he heard a, a rattle. He thought it was his majesty and angry or something. He called it a death rattle. I see. Um, so Miras was going to say something on the lines so of it was probably just indigestion from all the medicine, all the homeopathic medicine this man takes. But then he just gets this like, oh, no, I'm going to get on top of things, right? I'm supposedly the high priest. I'm going to go sort some shit out, right? And then he just kind of gives this look and turns back to Joan. His majesty is upset at my uncle, yes? Uh, or so my uncle thinks. All right, um, cousin Joan, if you don't mind... Could you go on ahead and check in on, on Uncle Abbas and I believe Vickers is with him. Probably they have the book with them as well. You can go check in and tell them about the situation and probably start planning things out. He doesn't add that this is probably that he's probably the last person who should be involved in planning this sort of thing. He doesn't know what's going on, right? I will go and have a conversation with His Majesty. I suppose it is well past you. I will ask him. If he, yes, I will ask him about my uncle. Oh, okay. Uh, good luck. I will go do that. Yeah, and he's like striding off ahead. I was like, I am the high priest. This thing is an avatar of my god. I'm going to go talk to the talk talk to it and moving confidently, even though he has no reason to be confident about this at all. Very good. Truly incredible. Absolutely nothing to be afraid of at all. I want to check in here. So I do a lot of the, um, you know, I, I do a lot of like he says and then kind of like have a out of character aside about, you know, what he's not saying and stuff like that. Is that easy to follow or is it a bit com complex and circuitous? I follow it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's fine. I quite enjoy it. I think it makes... All right. I dislike subtext in uh, role-playing games because I can't pick up on it. So I like it when you make it text. <laughs> Vickers is going to see Abbas. I guess that's the next scene? Yep. Mm -hmm. So we see Vickers stride straight back through the corridors with her medicine in tow. And she will quite aggressively pound on Abbas's door as she reaches it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Abbas just... Uh, he'll open the door, he looks up at Vickers, and, you know, the... A little bit of the tiredness in his face seems to just... Uh, sorry, a little bit of the tension in his face... Uh, Relaxes a little bit because you know, he's really fond of his uh, um, niece, and you know, he just goes, "Oh, uh, okay. What does what did we say? What does Abbas call Vickers? Any nicknames or anything?" I think we went with her being oh, the sister. little sister of the crew, but oh. all right, all right. Ah, uh, little sister. Well, what 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 brings you here? Oh, well, it's just that I heard you were unwell, and I've. Uh... Brought some things along. I don't know what the matter is precisely, but I heard you didn't sleep. I've got some Danajiru if it's your stomach. I Should I bring it in? Uh, yeah. He frowns a little bit and goes, oh, you heard, did you? Who did oh, you yes. hear from? Well, I uh, I was taking breakfast and I happened to run into Zajidan Babu and he, uh, he told me you looked unwell. Why, uh, why do you always get so? Uh, and Abbas is just kind of talking to himself, like, uh, why, why do you always get yourself in? Uh, no, no, sister, I'm 
I'm I'm fine. Don't, don't worry yourself about it. Um, am I late for breakfast already? Has everyone gone? Oh, oh, uh, yes, I believe so. Except for the guests who are bathing, I believe. Well, if you are quite well, then. And uh, Vickers's eyes kind of narrow. And does Abbas look well? No, he he does not look well at all. Uh-huh. He is uh, haggard. Um, you know, like I think usually, like he keeps himself uh, pretty knit and trim, and now yeah. like he he isn't even wearing his uh, his uh, tupi, his little hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Victor's eyes narrow, and she says, "Are you quite sure you are well? Because you do seem to look a little bit under the weather, Uncle." Uh, okay, how do I play this? Okay, I must. Uh, I think I must not complain. Uh, it's Vickers. He, it's it's his other weakness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, truth be told, sister, I've not been. I think something terrible has happened. Something that I never thought I would have to deal with. But the time has come, and I I know maybe none of this will mean anything to you, but. The serpent is angry with me. I have to, and Abbas just closes his eyes. He swallows. Um, like this is this is really hard for him to mm-hmm. uh, take it. He goes, "I have to. I think I have to change my what I'm doing. I I have to What's change. Uh, mean- like there's a real strain. Like do you understand? Yeah. Like he has to. He's uh-huh. he's." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it goes completely over Vickers' head. She goes, what on earth do you mean the serpent is angry with you? Why on earth would it... What could possibly have caused its ire? I, I know, right? I'm, I've always been a devout follower. Okay, one time, 35 years ago, I missed prayers. But other than that one time, I have well, always been... That was 35 been. years ago. That hardly seems reasonable to hold a grudge that long, even for a timeless being. You... <laughs> This seems quite unfair of me. You stay right here, Uncle. I shall go have a word with the, His Majesty. This oh, is God. outrageous. Yes. You know what, Vickers? You're right. This is outrageous. For <laughs> 60 years, I have served this temple. I have always served the same way. 60 and years, now, indeed. Quite. This is From dreadful. the moment I, I was born, I have served this temple. And now the snake is telling me I'm not doing it properly. No, no, no! Something is going on. Well, and 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 now the gears are turning in Abbas's head as he's uh-huh. recontextualizing the information and fitting it into his worldview. No, something else is going on. The snake cannot be angry at me. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're yeah. right. You're right. Uh-huh. The snake you're cannot be angry at me. You're literally experiencing. No, this is the kids that are wrong. <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You're right, because it cannot. The snake cannot be angry at me. Not me. You're correct. Let's have a word. Let's see what's really going on. Good. Excellent. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> Vickers will turn in indignant outrage and stomp back toward the temple. And let us catch Joan on the way and let's all have a conversation with the snake. Excellent. I, I'm going to barge in on Mirasa's high priest session with the other two PCs in tow. Yes. Uh, I think, like, you will have Miraz, that is to say, you, you're going to have, like, a few minutes because you do have that head start. But at some point, you will be rudely interrupted, yes. for sure. Excellent. And so blows out our brief candle.
I named the disciples of the ceaseless temple thus, with both their false names and true. Saumitri, called Tree, as the GM. Zoheb, called Cloud, as Miraz. Prince, as Vikas. Emma, as Joan. Adiyat, called Soap, as Abbas. Blades in the Dark and the original inspiration for Udo Asha by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Iruvian Playbooks by John Stone Metzger. Jalandahar Intro Music by Kevin McLeod. Outro Music in Kiravani Ragam by Yusri Nivas. Follow us at Desperate Attune on Twitter or email us at desperateattune at gmail.com. Support us at ko-fi.com slash desperate attune.